Imagine loving your life after 50 and feeling energized and excited about your future. Welcome to the Women in the Middle podcast, the podcast for women who are ready to figure out what they want and create the life they deserve. Here's your host and master certified life coach, Susie Rosenstein. Hey there, welcome back to the podcast, Women in the Middle. I'm your host, Susie Rosenstein, and I am so glad to be here with you again for this week's episode, which is all about something that is super common in midlife, feeling too busy. More specifically, we are going to be talking about how a mango helped me understand what feeling too busy was doing in my life, how feeling this way can create unnecessary stress, and what you can do about it to feel less busy and more intentional about your life again. Before we dive in, I want to take a second and welcome you back to the podcast because I am seriously happy that you're here. I think you can even hear I'm smiling. And if this is your first episode, so glad you're here. Seriously, welcome in. I am so glad you found us. And as I always say, women in the middle like you need to know you're not alone. We are here for you and I am here for you. So think of this podcast as a hug. All right, let's start today's episode with a little story. Once upon a time, there was a super busy mom. Now, that mom was me, but I think there'll be enough in this story that you can identify. So I had three kids who were in school at the time of this story. I had a part-time job downtown with a 45-minute commute or more each way and a heavy volunteer commitment at that time. I also had a dog and a bird and a husband with a demanding job as well. Now, one thing I remember about this time of life was that I felt busy all the time, like I was always running around and always behind. One cool thing about my kids was that they loved fruit, especially mangoes. As a family, we loved blending up smoothies, and we were pretty much eating mangoes regularly because everybody knows a mango and a smoothie tastes like really, really good. (laughs) So when I brought fruit home, I would put it in a large white fruit bowl on the table. I love this fruit bowl. It's really big. It's kind of decorative and artsy. I bought it at the cottage one summer. I just love this fruit bowl. So, and it has like, it's decorative. It's got like um, a design that has holes in it. So it's a perfect fruit bowl. It's airy. Anyway, we put the fruit in there, any fruit that can sit outside, uh, outside a fridge. And you know how it goes with mangoes. They are only perfectly ripe for a very short period of time. So we would be on fruit watch. (laughs) We got into the habit of writing large notes about the status of the ripe fruit, especially avocados and mangoes. The notes would say something like this, I'm ripe, or almost ripe, eat me. And then maybe a day later, perfectly ripe, eat me now. These notes were so cute because they were often like a piece of torn paper in crayon. (laughs) I thought the best note was simply, somebody better eat me or else. (laughs) You know what that feels like when you have a perfectly ripe piece of fruit that you really want. It's so cute. Anyway, the kids had a healthy appreciation and respect for fruit. So at this time, like I said, I was feeling pretty busy. My youngest would have been about 10 or so at the time and a little too young to cut a mango himself. It's a pretty weird and crazy fruit, as you probably know, and requires a bit of strategy and technique because that pit isn't normal. So this one time, my youngest saw a note and asked me to cut him a mango so he could eat it. And I replied, not now, honey, I'm too busy. Then the next day, he asked again. 
Can you please cut me a mango, mummy? And again I replied, Not now, honey, I'm too busy. And then again the next day, Mummy, can you please cut me a mango? This time I also said, Not now, but I caught myself. I noticed what I was saying. I saw myself from the outside looking in. I heard myself, it was kind of like slow motion, almost say that I was too busy to cut him a mango. That the only reason I didn't give my kid the fruit that he wanted was because there was a thought in my mind that it took too long to cut up a mango and that I was too busy. It hit me like a ton of bricks. I felt too busy to give my kid a mango. I felt sick to my stomach. It was not a proud mommy moment at all. What was I doing? What was I thinking? I had decided that I was too busy to give my kid a piece of fruit. This was my mango moment. It was kind of a wake-up call for me. It was something that opened my eyes in such a way that it actually stopped me in my tracks and forced some reflection. I didn't want to be a mom who didn't cut her kid a mango when he wanted one. Furthermore, I didn't want to be a mom who prioritized other things over feeding and spending time with my kid. Truth be told, cutting a mango does take a bit of time, but in the scheme of things, it's only a couple of minutes. But in my mind, I was too busy. I prioritized other things regularly. When I started to think about it, I couldn't help feeling like I was skimming through life. Like when you skim a book. You just stay at the surface, not going too deep into anything. That's how I felt. Like I was skimming the surface of life, not being present or going too deep in so many ways. That mango moment was so illuminating. I wasn't a coach at that time, so I didn't have the perspective or skills that I have now to figure out what was going on in my brain. I didn't know what I know now about thoughts and feelings and how it's all connected. But what I can see. Now, is that feeling busy like this has more wiggle room than it seems. Because feeling too busy is not a feeling at all. It's a thought. I'm busy, or specifically I'm too busy to cut a mango, is a thought. And like all thoughts, when you think them, they create your feelings. When you think you're too busy, you typically feel rushed. And I have to tell you, thinking you're busy is super common with my clients. That is a very common thing that. Um, people talk about all the time. Thinking you're busy feels like a fact. It really does. It feels so true. You can almost feel it in your bones, like stressed, like I said, like rushed. And the reason you can feel it in your bones is because that thought is creating those feelings. It feels, it just feels so real. And I'm not suggesting you don't have a lot to do. I know you have lots to do, but having things to do is not the same thing as thinking you're too busy. When you really look at it, the fact is the part of the situation that everybody would agree on. In the mango scenario, the fact was that my kid was asking me to cut a mango. What I made it mean was my thought. I thought it takes too much time to cut a mango and I'm too busy to do it. Right? Oh my God. Can you relate to that? What was your mango moment? Was it when you chose to work instead of go to a movie with your family or watch a special show on TV? Or maybe when your mom called and wanted to talk, but you felt too busy? What about when you didn't follow up with a sick friend in the hospital because you just felt too busy? Or even when your husband or partner wanted to have sex, but in your mind, you were too busy? 
I'm sure you feel busy pretty often. I'm positive you have a lot on your plate. But I'm talking about when you feel too busy and you don't do things you care about as a result. You make a choice. It doesn't feel like a choice, but you actually make a choice. And it's a choice that you might just regret. And you know how I feel about regret proofing. This is a perfect example. The whole being too busy thing tends to be something we talk about a lot, too. We don't just tell ourselves we're too busy. We like to tell others. We like to share. How often does this come out of your mouth? Do you find yourself saying it out loud, too? Perhaps to get support for your choice to think it. Feeling busy all of the time creates a lot of stress. And this state of being tends to feel normal in our culture today. When you try to feel less busy, it's often hard to stay present because you're so busy thinking about everything you still have to do that you're trying to take a tiny break from. It's like being on a constant, busy, stressful treadmill of life. And I have to say, it's not that great for most of us to run our lives this way. So I have a massive concept for you to think about. I'd like you to consider that being too busy is really subjective. It's a thought that you're choosing to think, a mere sentence in your mind that is subjective. So let's dig in and take a closer look at what this really is, what's going on. When you say you're too busy, it's usually related to a thought that the available amount of time to accomplish a task or tasks isn't enough. The thought being too busy usually creates feelings like being rushed, stressed, harried, swamped, and I'm sure there's some more. These feelings lead you to act a certain way, which ultimately produces some kind of a result for you, a personal result. The result always proves the thoughts you have. So if you think you're too busy, that's what you will create in your life. You will feel too busy to do that thing and it won't get done. You will just constantly feel that way. And the results in your life will prove your thoughts. So don't get me wrong. I'm not implying that you aren't busy or that you actually have enough time to do everything you might like to do. But there are a few aspects of this phrase that are often misunderstood. If you believe your thought that you're too busy as a fact, as something that just is the way it is, then you're not likely to be open to other options and choices that are available to you. It's hard to even think about it, right? The thing is that there are lots of things that we have control over and make choices about that are related to this thought and the way you end up feeling. The thing is that we decide our priorities every day and we act accordingly. We focus more attention and time on the things that we place higher on the priority list. This happens all the time. You probably don't even realize you're doing it half the time, but we make choices So, like so often, so many choices every day, every hour of the day. You may have even made one of these choices that I'm talking about today, specifically about feeling too busy or thinking you're too busy. The reason you make a shift and squeeze something else in when you're too busy, even though you're busy, (laughs) is because of another thought that made you feel differently. Thoughts create your feelings. In an instant, you can reprioritize. There are the same number of hours in a day, but you can change your mind and reprioritize and you do it all the time. You can go from I'm too busy to I really want to make this work, for example. And when you think the new thought, you feel differently. 
and you squeeze something in, you make a pivot, you make an adjustment. The thought, I really want to make this work, for example, makes you feel completely different than I'm too busy. So what I'm saying is we aren't too busy to do what's most important to us, but we often have too much on our plate to do absolutely everything we might like to do. The beautiful thing is knowing that you can choose what you think about the time that you have. You don't always have to feel too busy or think that you're too busy. We often use the word feel to describe this thought, but it's really a thought. The skill to develop is to be able to tune into how your thoughts about being too busy are making you feel and know that you can make changes if you want to. It's also useful to think about what you make being too busy mean. This part is critical. Being too busy in your mind can actually serve you in some way. What I mean is it's important to think whether or not there's something positive about being too busy. I know that sounds crazy, but think about it very carefully. Is there something about thinking you're too busy and then feeling super rushed and chaotic that is actually benefiting you? Is it a convenient excuse, for example, for not doing certain things? Is it giving you an out? Is it keeping you superficial? Which doesn't sound like it's benefiting you, but it might be. Is it keeping you disconnected? Is it allowing you to skim through life at the surface? I would say that this is often the case. It can be an easy out when you believe you're just too busy. Case closed. Another option could be if you think there's value added, like a value added component to being too busy. Perhaps thinking this way makes you feel satisfied and motivated about the work you do, like you're making a super valuable contribution professionally, so it's okay to be too busy. Whatever it is for you, try to be aware of what you're making being too busy mean. Try to think about, like, just be aware of how often you say it, how often you think it, how often you share it with other people. The hours of the day are the same for everyone, but we all think about it differently. It's what you make those hours mean to you that's at the crux of the whole being too busy thing. That's where your thoughts come in, right? That make you feel how you're feeling. You have a thought and it creates your feeling. It's not the things on your list. They're just innocently sitting there waiting for you to think something about them. <laughs> it's what you make them mean. So the big question I have for you is, get ready for this one. Are you open to the idea that there are other ways to think about the time in general and how you spend it. For example, could you believe that you had the perfect amount of time to do all that's important to you? Now that, my friends, is a huge shift, so let me repeat that question. Do you think you could believe that you had the perfect amount of time to do everything that's important to you? Just take a second and really think about the potential impact of this thought in your life. How do you feel when you think that you have just the right amount of time? Do you feel it? I can feel it right away. It's a feeling that is not stress. <laughs> is it contentment? Is it confidence? Is it peace? I'm not sure what it is for you, but I know that it's not the same thing that you feel when you think that you're too busy. Can you see the difference? Can you see that this thought creates a completely different feeling? than when you think you're too busy because there's not enough time? Again, we're talking about the same 24 hours in a day. 
Remember, the takeaway about this thought is that you have more control in your emotional life than you than you sometimes think. Thoughts can be changed. Thoughts can be tweaked. It's so interesting that when you dig a little and ask yourself why you think what you think and challenge yourself to shake things up a bit and consider other beliefs and thoughts, things can be so different. Imagine how it would be to do what you do with the backdrop of believing that you had the perfect amount of time. This thought is available to you right now. You can start thinking it right away if you want. You're going to have to do some work to remember to stick it into your brain. I love thinking this thought. Of course, it is not natural for me either. Although I am working on it, I have to remind myself. I really get worked up about arriving places on time, for example. Like, I know it probably goes back to my childhood and growing up in a single-parent family where we were often picked up late and I would really get freaked, up, freaked out about it. But I do get really worked up about arriving places on time, and it does cause a lot of arguments because I'm so stressed when I'm trying to rally my family to get moving, my slow family. <laughs> I have to say, it's not that hard to think the thought, though, now that I'm aware of it. Like, I need to remind myself to do it, but I'm welcoming that thought in. It does take some good old-fashioned brain supervision, but that's the point. It's possible. Once you have the awareness, you can see more clearly that it's an option to think other things. So I'm very aware of how I feel when I think I'm too busy. It's gross. I don't like it. And now I'm aware that there's other options, other ways to think about time. And this is one thought that I am open to welcoming in. What do you think about this? We all prioritize. We make decisions every day, thousands of them. Um, what today's topic really illustrates, though, is so much of the time that we make decisions, we're on autopilot. So much of our thinking is out of habit. And as women in the middle, we've been around for a while now. <laughs> we have lots of habits. Lots of habits like this one, I'm too busy, to reflect on. These decisions are sometimes based on thoughts that really don't line up with our priorities. And we're just so used to thinking and believing that there's not enough time and we're just too busy to do whatever it is, even when we care about whatever it is, right? It becomes a habit to think about being too busy as a fact in our lives. We just say it, it we just blurt it out, we just like gravitate toward that way of thinking. And sometimes, most of the time, I would say, we think we just don't have any control over it, but it's really just a thought, just like so many other thoughts. And it's something that we are making a choice about. We're choosing to think it. So you really do, I believe, owe it to yourself to question your habits, especially when you have a feeling that's not useful to you. So when you have a habitual thought and it creates a feeling for you, and I don't want to call it a positive or a negative feeling, but a feeling that's not useful for you, you really can question it. You've got some wiggle room here. Feeling stressed and rushed isn't a way to go through life and doesn't usually create the outcomes that you want. Here are some easy tips to get yourself to dig a little deeper when it comes to feeling too busy. So the first thing is to ask yourself why you feel so busy. Write down all of your answers. Now, I know you're probably thinking, come on, Susie, I'm too busy to write down my answers. <laughs> but allow yourself to whine and complain but get it all out on paper so you can look at it. Then the next thing is 
to separate out the facts from the thoughts. Now remember, a fact is something that's neutral. It's black and white. Everybody in a room would agree on it. A thought, though, is subjective. It's a sentence in your mind that you're thinking about the fact that's neutral. Now, this takes practice because we're very um, used to thinking that our thoughts are facts. But when you see it on paper, it's easier to question it and to really see what's going on there. Number three is to make a list of your thoughts. Ask yourself how each thought makes you feel, like separate them out. A feeling is one word emotion. One thought creates one feeling. Now, I know you might be saying, come on, Susie. Okay, I'm going to write all this stuff down, but I, <laughs> I have to separate out each thought and each feeling. Yes, humor me. You will see a slight difference when you break it down to this degree. Okay, the fourth thing is to decide how you want to feel on purpose. Is it the way you're currently feeling? If not, you need to think differently. You can't feel differently unless you're thinking differently. And then number five, ask yourself what you would have to think to feel the way you want to feel. If you want to feel calm, what would you have to think on purpose about what you have to do to feel calm? And number six, practice thinking your new intentional thought. You will have to remind yourself to think this way, but when you practice your new thought, you will create these new feelings for yourself. I always imagine myself with a sticky on my forehead. <laughs> I don't walk around with a sticky on my forehead. But when I'm visualizing reminding myself, you really do have to take steps, write things down, set reminders in your phone. Um, you really have to be persistent about reminding yourself to think new thoughts. So it really is a great skill to take the time to be clear about how you want to feel, even when you're busy doing lots of things. It's also important to be clear about what you want in your life and make sure that you're busy doing the things you decide are the most valuable to you. What you really want to do on purpose, not just out of habit or crappy thinking. And I learned that feeding my kid fruit is definitely up there for me. The riper the mango, the better. <laughs> so that's it for this episode. What we're really doing on Women in the Middle is helping older and wiser women get excited about their lives again. Because as you know, this whole aging thing can be a bit of a drag. If you haven't done so yet, head over to www.susierosenstein.com slash midlifefunk to grab your copy of my free ebook, 10 Surprisingly Simple Ways to Bust Out of Your Midlife Funk. And I also want to remind you that if you like what you've heard, wow, I would really appreciate a review. The reviews on iTunes really help other women find out that there's a lot of good stuff going on in the Women in the Middle podcast and that they're not alone. And I hear that all the time, that women really appreciate feeling like they're in this together with other amazing women in the middle and that there's a place to laugh about this stuff together without judgment. So head over to grab the show notes where all the links are at www.susierosenstein.com and also remember to head over to iTunes and, and leave a review. I really, really appreciate it. All right, let's do this, ladies, one mango at a time. Thanks so much for listening. Yeah.